back in the fur shed for episode 41 of the Trapping Today podcast. I'm your host, Jeremiah Wood, and I am back home uh, and in the home base recording studio of the Trapping Today podcast. I know the last couple episodes were kind of on the road up in the woods, and the audio wasn't quite so good, but I hope you guys enjoyed getting a little bit of something different from uh, and, and hearing from somebody else other than just me. Uh, I hope to do more interviews this coming winter. But anyway, thank you for tuning in. It's great to have you here. Uh, the audience is growing. We're seeing a lot more downloads. It's pretty awesome to watch the uh, the stats continue to grow week after week. And I love having you guys tune in. It's just great, great, uh, great to see that uh, more people are, are listening to the podcast. The Trapping Today podcast is brought to you by Cots Brothers Lures, K-A-A-T-Z Bros.com. That's B-R-O-S. Cots Brothers have a whole line of trapping lures. They're a trapping supply company. They got traps. They got all kinds of gear that you need. You want to get into lure making, they got probably the best selection of lure making ingredients and supplies that you're going to find anywhere. Uh, I just put in a big order, huge order, and as usual, the boys are on point. Uh, I placed my order Sunday night, as I'm apt to do, and first thing Monday morning, I got an email from Kellen that the order was shipped out with a tracking number and everything thanking me for my order and it showed up here UPS on Thursday. Sometimes it comes, depending on the size of the package, if it's priority mail, it'll usually come in two days. UPS usually uh, three days. So uh, pretty awesome service there. Lots of great things to choose from, different items. Um, Basically, I needed to gear up on lure making supplies. I made another batch of my long distance call lure. It was sold out of what I had on stock. So I was replacing that, and I needed a bunch of ingredients, and I started looking around at the on on the site to see what they had for specials and closeouts. And geez, there were there were like three or four things on the specials and closeouts that I wanted to buy anyway. So I said, "Man, I got to take advantage of this." So I started putting together my order, and I was like, "Well, I need this. Oh, I need that. Well, there's another thing I need." And before you know it, of course, they had pretty much all of it. So before you knew it, I was racked, had racked up a pretty substantial order, and uh, it was a lot of fun pawing through that when it came this big box from the UPS guy. Um, lots and lots of stuff. Uh, just a, a few things. Aside from lure making ingredients, I got some of those Cotsbros Got Skunked t-shirts that were on sale, and I'm going to give some of those away in future podcast episodes to listeners. So I thought that would be pretty cool for you guys to uh, to get a chance to to get. Uh, I got some trap, some dye, the KBL Quick Dye, basically the same. As far as I can tell, it's pretty much the same thing as Speed Dip. Um, I've used them both side by side, and I mixed them together. Um, I I haven't noticed much of a difference. Uh, I got some salmon oil that was on special. Uh, I used that as a trailing scent on my uh, Martin traps, Martin and Fisher trap line. I got some some old bait that was was on clearance, and the the ingredients the list of ingredients is long. In addition to what I normally get for my long distance call lure 
that, that I make, use, and sell. Uh, I got a few other ingredients because I've been toying around with uh, with some ideas for some different lures that I'm going to try this this fall, this winter. And uh, we'll probably talk about that in more detail later on. But I try. I, I picked up a few other ingredients I've been th- been thinking about um, about trying. Checked out a couple of uh, their predator call lures. So the two that that they have, Cotsboros have that are predator calls are the 1-800 predator call lure and Toxie Dog. So I don't know how well those are going to work for me. For Martin and Fisher, they're kind of the the closest thing I could find to some sort of a a, a general predator call. The Toxie Dog, it seems like it's uh, it's got a lot of fox glands in it. At, at least that's the the smell I'm getting from it. And the one the one eight hundred is kind of a a really thin, a much thinner liquid based lure, and and getting a lot of musk scent from it. So uh, we'll we'll give those a shot. And got a, a number of other things, lure bottles, and and different things like that. Um, but lots of stuff. So they, they've got those specials and closeouts. The right now they've got a special going for the Labor Day weekend, and like one of the things I noticed they had there was I think Duke One Tens were like thirty-two or thirty-three dollars a dozen, brand new. So that's pretty awesome, pretty smoking deal there. In addition to the specials and closeouts, they have implemented a rewards program. So it's pretty much a point points program where uh, you know you have an account with them when you order and every dollar you spend you get a point and each point is represents uh, five cents towards your uh, your next order and of course you can redeem the points anytime basically what it is is five percent off everything which is pretty cool especially if you tend to get a lot of a lot of stuff you spend a couple hundred bucks uh, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you, you can you can get a couple of items, uh, basically money in the bank. So that's pretty awesome. Um, speaking of uh, of ingredients for a lure, one of the things that that you may want to think about, and and just in general, right now, to me, I know the fur market's not that great. Uh, the prices are low still, and you know, it's you're not gonna have a big fur check to buy trapping supplies, but this is like prime time, in my opinion, to get loaded up on trapping supplies, trapping lure, lure ingredients, all that stuff. I, this is the time to do it, and there are a couple of reasons for that. But but for the most part, things are going up in price, and we've kind of hit a tipping point here. The I, I don't get into politics. But the there there are tariffs that are increasing the cost of certain items. Uh, when I was at Neil Olson's Trappers Weekend, I was told from a major supply dealer that the they've been notified all Duke, I believe it was Duke traps are all going up a certain percentage in price. So all of those things that are, are happening are increasing the cost of a lot of these ingredients. And there are a lot of shortages in things like uh, beaver caster and skunk essence. So these items are going to increase in price. And there's, there's 
essentially no question about it that, that the prices are going up. But right now, a lot of those supply dealers have not had to repurchase their new, new stock at that higher price. So what they have on stock is still at the low, the low price. So this is the time to get it because it is going up. So traps, if you can, if you can stock up on some traps, it's a great time to do that. Uh, lure, lure prices have started to go up across the board. A few guys have maintained the same price. I don't know how long they're going to be able to do that. Um, I, I know. So if you have, if you're looking for a, a long distance uh, call lure, uh, you should probably check out my lure if you're interested in trying it. It's uh it's a grease-based LDC lure. If you go on trappingtoday.com and uh, you you check out the the sidebar, I get a big uh, uh, thing there you can click on uh, with my long-distance call lure, and it gives you an explanation. I have no secrets. Everything that's in the lure is spelled out. I tell you exactly what it is, and it's heavy to skunk essence. It's uh, and it's got a number of different um, musks in it, and some beaver caster. Uh, some some anise and it's basically a good call lure that the the grease base helps it hold up to uh, different weather conditions because we get a lot of rain and a lot of freezing and thawing conditions here in northern Maine and on the trap line and so this is this is the most weatherproof lure that I've been able to come up with that you can just uh, stick a gob of it on uh, the branch of a tree up in the air and not have to worry about coming back a couple days later not being able to smell it. Um, like anything else, you're going to have to relure it over time. But uh, if, if it's not covered, it's okay. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's designed to hold up. But I know with the ingredients I purchased with that lure, um, the biggest one is skunk. All those ingredients are pretty expensive. I, I, I have enough into that lure that I can't sell it uh, wholesale. And, and make any money doing so. So I, I sell it directly to people. I was selling it, I, I thought it was a pretty reasonable price. Uh, actually, a really reasonable price. It was cheaper than all the other lures. It was, uh, I was selling it in uh, $19 shipped. And that was basically, I was breaking even on it, maybe making 2 or $3 for a four ounce a jar of it. Um, and, and the reason for that is I just want to get it in people's hands. Uh, but the the costs have continued to go up. I know it's a quality product. The ingredients cost a lot of money. And so um, I bumped up the price of it this week. Uh, it's $22 for a four ounce jar of that shipped. And uh, I'll probably bump that up again. Uh, you can pick up the lure from my website, trappingtoday.com. And you can click on that thing. There's a, there's a, a secure um, check out uh, through this company Gumroad that runs uh, it helps me sell my books and and other stuff uh, you can get it right now $22 free shipping for four ounces of it and I've got uh, I've got an I've got like 20 of those bottles in stock right now so I should have some for a little while but um, pick them up because it's probably going to go up again it's probably going to be $24 uh, by the time the season starts maybe 25 ship shipped so um, that all that being said, um, guys are increasing the prices, especially if the lure they're making has a lot of cost in the ingredients. And 
the rumors are swirling around that Skunk Essence is, and I know it's not just rumor, Skunk Essence is getting very hard to find. Uh, pure, pure Skunk Essence, pure quill. That's the stuff I use, and the, the, only, the reason I use pure Skunk Essence instead of the tinctured essence is because I don't I don't know what ratio guys are are tincturing their their skunk essence you know what are they cutting it down how much skunk is going into how much uh, whatever they're using uh, to tincture it so I I want to know you know I don't know what I have to start with so I know exactly how powerful that lure the calling power that lure is going to be it the first few times I bought that skunk essence, you could pretty much get it anywhere for eighteen, nineteen dollars an ounce. Um, most places right now are are out of stock. You can't find it at all. Cots Brothers has it right now. I just ordered four ounces of it, and it's twenty four fifty an ounce, and that's the the best price that I've been able to find. If you can find, I've been hearing guys talk about thirty. 30 plus dollars an ounce for pure quill skunk essence. Uh, that's going up. Uh, it's a lot, you know, it cost me a hundred bucks to just to get those four ounces, but you really, when you got to have it, you got to have it. And I know a lot of guys here in Maine for Martin and Fisher trapping, a lot of people will just buy skunk essence and they'll mix it up in Vaseline, kind of make their own call lure. Works fine, but uh, you may get into the beginning of the season and find that stuff is awfully difficult to come by so it's something to think about um i don't know how much cots brothers has left in stock but uh if you get on the website there and and um and take a look just just get in that search bar and, and search skunk pure quill and see what they got uh it, that's that's the best deal going in my opinion right now so moving on from from lure and trapping supplies, just a little bit of news. Um, we got news this week, this past week, that there was a change to the bear trapping rules in Maine. So Maine is one of the only places left where you can actually trap for bears. We are required in the state to use a, uh, a foot snare or a, a cable restraint that... Uh, that catches the bear by the foot. They have to basically p- place their paw down on this uh, power ram that um, tightens the loop around their foot. And so it's basically like a foot trap, but it's a, a heavy cable snare. And there, there are two major ways that people use this setup um, when they're bear trapping. You're, you're using a bait to get the bear into the location and you can either set that foot snare by digging a hole and putting in the trail that the bear is taking to get to your bait and putting that over a hole covering it up and the bear as they step they step down over that hole it depresses the ram and the throw arm tightens the snare around their foot that's one way to get them coming into the bait however a lot of guys like to actually have the snare at the bait and they'll have like uh, they'll bury a five gallon pail in the ground and put bait in the pail and the bear reaches down to get to the bait and triggers that trips that um, that pan if you will um, 
and and the throw arm activates and, and they snare them that way. So you can either get them as they're walking or you can get them as they're reaching down into a, a bait pail. Uh, the bait pail thing is illegal now. As of this week, there was an emergency rule that went into effect. Uh, nothing happened. As far as I know, the only thing, nothing happened as far as like a lynx getting caught or anything. The only thing that happened was someone was developing a new bear snare and they asked someone to look into the legality of it. And uh, as they looked further into that possibility of catching a lynx with that trap, they decided, well, there may be a risk of catching a lynx with the existing rule as it is. And so they uh, implemented this uh, quick rule change right before the season started. It's unfortunate for guys that were planning to, to trap that way, but um, you can still get a bear. Just uh, have to adapt your methods. And uh, as you guys that are in Maine know, uh, there has been talk, uh, the feds are planning to delist Canada links. So hopefully when the uh, the big dark cloud of Federal uh, Endangered Species Act protection is lifted, uh, we can get to some a little more common sense uh, trapping rules. Uh, but for now, guys in Maine, uh, if you're not aware of that, check it out at the Inland Fisheries and Wildlife website and, uh, and get up to speed on that rule change. You can still use the snare in a trail as bears are coming into the bait but you can't use anything where they're going to reach down into a bait to to trip the snare all right so the other thing is i think my nose is just about wore out i've been i i've kind of have an addiction here to sniffing lures and sniffing lure ingredients so um i i want to just talk about experimentation and trying different things and i've got a shelf on in in the fur shed here of different trapping lures that I picked up uh, over the past uh, several months. You know, of course, I the fur shed burned down last year, and, and I had kind of a fresh start, so I didn't have anything to start with uh, after that. And I, I I made my own long distance collar. I get I get a whole bunch of that, and. You know, I, I'm not a believer, first of all, I'm not a believer of any magic in lure making. I'm not a believer that there is one secret ingredient or secret combinations of secret ingredients that will uh, will make a lure so much better than all the rest. I think it's situation dependent. So I'm not one to say that one person's lures are superior to the, the others. Uh, but some some work better than others in in different situations. So even though I make a long distance call lure, there are other things that I think that that um, would attract an animal to a set that my long distance call lure may not work as well as. And just an example of that, my lure is heavy to skunk, and and it's got other musks in it, and and um, it works great to attract an animal to the set. But I had a lot of issues the last couple of years of animals coming to the set and then not actually trying to get in to the box to get the bait. And that was Martin and Fisher trapping with these Lynx exclusion devices that we have to use here in Maine. This can apply to a lot of other aspects of trapping um, for guys outside of Maine guys that don't use these exclusion devices, you know, you may be using uh, 
a box or a pail with a 220 in front of it for trapping raccoons. There are a number of situations, um, you know, you could be dealing with uh, a similar situation to fox and coyote trapping. Basically what it is, is you can draw an animal to a set. It's just like uh, the synthetic fermented egg. It is, it was, when it came out, it was hailed by uh, the federal government uh, officials that were developing these lures to try and catch coyotes out west that this was the magic lure or ingredient. Uh, Russ Carmen actually calls it a bait. But synthetic fermented egg is basically this uh, synthetic version developed in a lab that smells like rotten eggs. And they found that this called this called coyotes to trap locations better than any other ingredient or any other lure. What they found, however, was it got them to the area of the trap set to investigate what that smell was, but it didn't actually make them work the set as effectively as other lures. And that's the issue. You know, the the long-distance call lure, uh, it's something that I put up in a tree above the trap, above the set, to get the animal in. And I expect the bait to do its job by the time the animal is is there at the set. The issue with that, however, is sometimes animals not hungry and it's difficult to force them into a into a box or any other situation that they're they might be uncomfortable with if if they're not motivated by hunger to get in there and get at the bait. Uh, one of the things I did notice was when they stick their face in the box, if they can see something like uh, feathers or fur, uh, that does help a lot with uh, get actually attracting them to, to go further in. I did notice where where those things were present uh, as part of my bait, they, the animals were much more likely. That, that was a higher percentage of, of actual catch sites where areas where I had some sort of feather or fur visibility down inside the box with the bait. But aside from that, you know, it, it can be difficult to get them to commit. One of the things that, that I think about is, is this isn't natural necessarily. So there's probably some comfort level associated with actually going into this box. And the other thing, of course, is why do it? Why you're not just gonna gonna shove yourself into that box just to investigate um, if if you really don't need that food? So so what I want is something that will make an animal increase an animal's comfort level. Um, something that will make them less timid or shy and more likely to investigate that box. And I want something that makes them so curious or so uh, captivated, I guess, that they want to stick their nose right on it. So I've been thinking about different things, and, and basically I'm, I'm going to try a number of, of different things. But one of the things I did this, this past winter was uh, all of the Martin Fisher that I skinned out and saved carcasses from, Right, uh, I saved glands from Martin Fisher and weasels, and I combined those all up into a blender, and uh, blended them together. I added some some other uh, 
ingredients to just kind of uh, enhance that smell and add a little bit to the volume of the lure because I couldn't get very far with those glands. They're pretty small. And I got basically a four-ounce jar full of of those glands. Uh, I'm going to uh, to use that inside the box near the bait. I also have a number of other lures. I I picked up a bottle of Hawbaker's Weasel Lure because it it is uh, heavy with weasel glands. I got that uh, 1-800 Predator Call Lure um, from Cotts Brothers. Uh, I got, let's see, the 1-800, the Toxie Dog. That's the one I got um, that smells like fox glands. A couple of guys from New York that were pretty big. Uh, one was a really big Martin Trapper. That guy was, was pretty interesting. He he was going out to Wyoming and, and trapping Martin out there. I had quite a conversation with him. But he developed a lure. Uh, there, there appears to be a lot of mink glands. Uh, incorporated into that and I got uh, I got Lennon's Lennon's Martin Super Alcohol that has a very unique scent to it I haven't quite figured out exactly haven't been able to pin down the ingredients there but uh, I like the scent um, it, it's a very it's a very unique scent and I got a couple of other of other lures I'm gonna try but I uh, I want to I want to get have something some sort of a change up to be able to get those animals more comfortable with with going into the box the the other thing that i have thought about and i think it's a maybe a little less important uh the gland thing is cool because it's like okay another martin has been in this box or a mink has been in this box or a weasel has been in this box ah they gotta have there's got to be a reason that they went in there and i'm going to investigate and try to find out uh, or you know, there's a combination of ingredients there that's like oh, I've never smelt anything like that. I need to get closer. I'm 18 inches away or 24 inches away from it, and it's just not quite enough to figure out what it is. I need to get closer, dive into the box, get caught, even though he's not hungry. That would be pretty cool. And then finally, the other thing is just a a little bit of a change up, and I I believe this is something that Bob Noonan does. Uh, maybe one or two other people do it up here is using uh, some sort of a sweet type of food lure for Martin uh, and we know that Martin seasonally will eat a bunch of different types of foods they'll eat nuts they'll eat, and they'll eat berries raspberries strawberries so some sort of a berry flavor or uh, you know I thought about berry flavor honey flavor something sweet uh, something sort of different than the traditional uh, tainted meat, beaver meat, which is was a is pretty good mainstay. Beaver meat, deer moose scraps, uh, whatever different types of beef scraps. You know, those are kind of the the go-to uh, partridge carcasses, chicken, things like that. You know, maybe a little bit of a change-up, something sweet. Just um, give them uh, another reason to to do something a little bit. Uh, go in that box for something a little bit different, maybe a little bit of dessert. So I thought about I'm gonna develop probably something like that and try it out as well. But uh, it's it's like anything else. You're not gonna know the first season, no matter how many traps you have out. This year should be a really good year. There's not a lot of food in the woods up here. 
the Martin should come to traps a lot easier. So what we may find is, you know, try a bunch of different things, but they all probably are going to work. And next year, maybe nothing's going to work no matter what you try. So uh, it'll probably be a few years of trying it out. But you know what? That's the beauty of being a trapper and always trying to learn new things. It's pretty awesome. You never know what you're going to find. Uh, you it keeps your mind sharp, it keeps you thinking, keeps you investigating. So how about you guys? What have you thought about trying? Uh, What are you trying? Are you going to try? What are your thoughts on different lures, lure types, uh, methods that maybe you is kind of, what, what is it that you have that's keeping you going in the in this whole trapping world, when fur prices aren't good and it were it were it's really hard work to get the animals and times are tough and the weather's bad, um, what do you do to keep yourself motivated, keep yourself excited, um, to keep learning and keep your mind sharp in the trapping game? Because really, that's what it's all about, you know. Uh, guys that are young and just starting out, everything's new. It's so exciting. You're checking your traps. You're every single set. You're you're trying different things and you're trying to figure out what works and it's all so fresh because you don't you've never learned it you know when you get to where you've learned enough things you can go two different directions you can either say well I've got it figured out and you just kind of go with the flow and you're like a machine and you just do what you do and you get the formula down and you that's that's all you do and you have good times and you have bad and it's just kind of like your brain shut off or you go the other way you keep learning and you recognize that no one person will ever figure this all out you know we it's a constant it's a constant journey to try to learn and and if you are that guy you know you could be the guy that at 20 years old you know you start trapping maybe 14 15 or whatever at 20 25 years old you have it all figured out 30 years later, you're still going to know the same amount that you did before. You may have picked up a few things accidentally on the way, um, but you're not going to know much more than you did when you were a kid. And you might be hard-headed and, and single-minded and not willing to learn new things and and telling all those young guys that new ideas they're crazy. Or you can go the other way. You can you can learn something new every day on the trap line. You can experiment. You can try all kinds of different things. You can listen to other people. You can discuss what worked and what didn't. You can try to make yourself better. Um, it keeps you fresh. Keeps you interested. I'd be awfully bored not not doing anything different. And in 30 years, you're going to be a heck of a knowledgeable trapper. You'll understand that you never learn at all, but you know a lot more than you did before because every single year you were learning. So anyway, just something to think about and uh, drop me a line, uh, jrodwood at gmail.com, J-R-O-D-W-O-O-D at gmail.com. I appreciate that. Uh, always love to hear from you guys. I'm always hearing from someone new and uh, it's great to hear you there. Actually, a couple of people I've uh, gotten emails from uh, we may do interviews with this winter so I'm excited about that and and looking forward to it 
Uh, one more thing, check out my book, Fur Profit, Trapper's Guide to the Modern Fur Market. I forget to mention that a lot, but it's only 12 bucks, and there's a lot of information on marketing your fur, selling fur, a lot of background, uh, great, especially for the beginner to uh, to try and get started and just try to figure out where this all this fur market uh, stuff is, where it all came from, and try to piece things together. Uh, it's 12 bucks. You can get it at Cots Brothers. You can get it at my website, trappingtoday.com, Amazon, uh, a bunch of other trap and supply dealers. So with that, hope you guys have a great week and get ready for the trapping season. Talk trapping, think trapping, get together with other trappers, and we will catch you on the next one.